Hello and welcome to this week's edition of The Time and Place, the gospel conversation show where we talk about faith on the fringes and do our best to bring God's word to God's world. My name is Solomon. This is Julian. Yep. And today we're going to talk about banned books. Mm. But first, Julian, what the heck is going on in the world today? Well, a couple of things, and it's like they keep, they won't stop happening. So it's in rapid succession. Uh, first, our boy Rogan got canceled. Mm. This week, so that it's was like, cool. This is like his, <laughs> yeah, but this one stuck, I think. No, well, they, they, it'll stick when he loses his job, but he's not. Well, I mean, how do you lose job. your job when it's your <laughs> you can't? Oh, I mean, I guess you well, can. How's it stick if nothing happens? Because he, I feel like going forward, and maybe I'm wrong, I feel like going forward, he's going to be a little more neutered. I don't, you don't I, think so? No, I because I listened to the episode, the episode right after all the cancellation. <laughs> And he's talking about everything. I mean, it's like nothing. It's like because one of the things they call they uh, talk about is call him out for is like misogyny and stuff. And he's talking about wild women and they can be whores and like all this. I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, are you not watching? He's like not watching what he says. Well, which is kind of okay. I was like, okay, good. Nothing's changing. Yeah, I don't. I don't see a neutered. I don't know. We don't have out. a. We don't have a supercut of him saying bad things about women yet. When they yeah, put that out, yeah, that's that's part two. That's how they get you the supercut. Well, Schultz laid it out that way. He said it was first. It was misinformation. Yeah. Then it was going to be the racism. Then it's going to be misogyny and transphobia, right. and they're going to hit him with all of it. <laughs> yeah, in ways. It's, in ways. Yeah. Well, that's how you know it's a hit job, right? Because they did the whole Neil Young thing, mm-hmm. and Spotify is like, okay, bye. Yeah, later Neil Young. And then they're like, okay, that didn't work. Okay, now what? Now this. So you know what I mean? So it's like. Right. If it was just randomly like, oh, there's this video, we had no idea that Joe Rogan <laughs> has said the N-word a million times over yeah. 30 years of entertainment, whatever. And, you know, and so, but, but they, that Supercut's been out for years. Yeah. That smash, like that compilation video has been out for a long time. So just now it's just resurfacing, resurfacing when the, the Neil Young hit. Well, it's February. Long. That was the mistake. <laughs> hit him with it in Black it's History been Month. February for years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he yeah, wasn't on the. Of February. You know what the problem was? He wasn't it was huge last year. He wasn't. Yes, but he wasn't as mainstream. Yes, he was not not as because the Spotify thing is what made him he mainstream. Was, he was he was in the news for moving Austin. I mean, there's plenty of times where he's yeah, but up in the mainstream that they could have like, if, if shot you, at him. And they haven't. It's just the Spotify thing. It's just oh, it's a. It was the Robert Malone. Yes, well, because the narrative, the vaccine. But he's been doing that for years too. He's been doing that from the beginning. Right, but he didn't matter before. It just didn't matter. I think it's one. They needed a boogeyman because Trump's gone. Right, and he's not going to win again. I know he's going to run again, but he's not going to win again. This is not going to happen. You think Trump's nah? He's for sure going to run again. I don't know. I don't think he will. Uh, All the people close to him have been saying he's going to run again. I I think he's going to run again. I don't think he can not. He needs it. I don't think he expected to win the first time. No, for sure he didn't. So why would he run again? Like crap, I could actually win. Because he want, knows I don't want that job. Now he knows he can win. Yeah, but he doesn't want the job. No, he he doesn't want the job. He wants the <laughs> he wants the accolades yeah, and the comes, like stick it in your face. Comes with the job. Yeah, he's got to get the job, which I don't think he wants. I no, think he wants I mean the no. Publicity. Yes. The attention, yes. But he doesn't want the job. Right. Because well, nobody's saying wants the job. Hey, you can't apply for the job if you don't want it. You <laughs> but know you know what? He did it the first time. <laughs> but I think what he, he's going to try, he's going to go even harder this time yes. because he doesn't want the job. Because I think the first time he ran, he didn't want the job. And so he's like, I'm just going to say whatever I want and just be insane. South Park did a whole episode. Like, that was the whole thing <laughs> of, of South Park where it was like he didn't actually want the job or whatever. And so he's just saying the wildest crap. 
And then he got, he's like, oh crap. Now, well, that was the, I actually have a job South now. Park too. They didn't think he was going to win. Yeah. So they had to like change the whole next season because yeah. they were planning on him losing. And then he won. So they were like, rewrite it. We, the story doesn't work anymore. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, just, I just kept up with, I didn't watch the, I don't watch South Park people. I'm not a bad person. <laughs> so, but I, but I, but I, pay, but I was informed to kind of caught up on like the whole, that whole storyline or whatever. Where he was running, but then he actually won, didn't mean to. I think that's actually true, though. I think he didn't actually mean to win. I think he wanted the publicity, and then he accidentally won, and he's like, "Oh crap! I, now I gotta like." Well, I, he did it out of spite. Yeah. The, when Obama made the joke about him never being president, yeah, that was the moment where he's like, "You know what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm rich. I can do this." Yeah, and I don't think he actually wants the job, so that's why I don't know if he'll run. I think he'll just talk a lot about running. Oh, and man, then I don't, not actually do I don't think his ego can want the job. And I think now he knows it. Yeah, but if he doesn't run, then everybody can talk. That's another thing for everybody to throw in his face. Like, ah, oh, you're no, full of it. You don't mm. talk about that. They already say that. He do- no, he does. What? You know what? He, he does because he still is, is trying to get credit. The Trump base is largely anti-vaccine. Whatever you want to take that for, that's how they are. But he can't play to that because he was in charge of Operation Warp Speed. He got the vaccine moving. So every time someone interviews him, who you would think is his base and is anti-vaccine, he takes the other side. He's like, no, actually, the vaccines are perfect. They're working great. They save lives. Like, he needs the credit. His ego is too big to let something slide, including. Yeah. Well, so has he been vaxxed? Oh, yeah. He got booed at a rally. You really because him and Bill O'Reilly both, which that was insane to me. At a Trump rally, Trump and Bill O'Reilly got booed because they talked about being double vaxxed and getting boosted. Yeah, and the crowd just turned. That's why I don't think he can win. His base is is on the opposite side of him on that issue. Don't think he can win. No, I don't think he can win because of that. Yeah, that issue is going to keep people from voting for him. Why do you think he's going to run? I don't think he. I don't think one. I think he needs to to kind of legitimize legitimize his first first go because that was that's the thing. Everyone knows it was a fluke. I don't <laughs> like, think he's this was a one in a million. He's like, no, I'm a legitimate president. I was a good politician. I accomplished things. He needs that. I hope he doesn't. Run. He's gonna run. He's for sure gonna I, run. I don't think he will. Who else do the Republicans run? DeSantis. Yeah, that's DeSantis true. That's true. One dude. That's true. He's but then what happens to Florida? I know. You got to give up Florida. Yeah, they're not going to want to get rid of him. But I think they'd like him as president. Yeah. Whoever whoever takes over Florida. If he pushed. Yeah, if he pushed Florida policies nationally. But Republicans don't do that. What do you mean? They're not as pushy as Democrats. Democrats will try to run the whole country like they ran their state. Republicans won't. I think think he, he would. I think he thinks the rest of the country should be doing what Florida's doing. I'm sure he does think that. I just don't know if he would push it to that extent i mean he'll run on it i think yeah that's probably true um i, I think i think he's the obvious pick for the republicans and, yes and, and most likely to win but i don't have yeah, man the big question is the democrat side who the heck are they gonna <laughs> put out if if biden doesn't run again which i mean he's talking harris you put harris out she, that's all they got she's, she didn't make it past that the first yeah round. but she checks the boxes <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it'd be probably Buttigieg is the next Ooh. best. I think. What's he doing? Where's he hiding now? I don't know. Who with knows? His, with his husband, Newsom was the uh, the the one he's for a baby. while. He's in there, baby. <laughs> I still love the picture of them in the hospital bed. Oh my god! <laughs> what did you do? It's so insane, dude! It's it's like complete theater. It's like literally. I mean, <sighs> Biden got the vax in front of literal theater. Like, right? Literal yes, set. in a stage. <laughs> <laughs> you can't 
What's going on? I mean, people this point out how everything is like. This ain't 1969. You can't fake the moon. No, you can't. Yes. Exactly. All right. We know that it, we can see the streams. <laughs> we can see the stage. The views we can see the do stuff. not necessarily represent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, you know. This is but they're, they're they're people from 1960. They're still operating in that mindset that they can hide stuff. Yeah, they don't understand. Like, no, you can't anymore. Everything's out. Is that why a lot of people? Is that why they just lie? Yeah, because so they don't think anybody knows. <laughs> like, you only lie when you think people don't know the truth. This is kind of what we talked about last time about like, who watches regular TV. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I think about, man. Like with CNN, like who is watching that? Well, apparently, no one. Yeah. Well, weird. CNN's freaking out because they're getting sold to Discovery. Oh, really? Yeah, AT&T is unloading Warner Media. They're they're giving it off to Discovery. Hmm. So, they're freaking out because one of the main investors in C the the top stockholder in in Discovery is a huge Trump donor. So, <laughs> so they're yeah. like losing it. <laughs> and then the guy just got Yeah, he just Zucker yeah. took off. Yeah, can. The uh, the rumor is that he took the heat for whatever he said an inappropriate relationship because something worse is actually going on and he didn't want that to get out. So Jeez. The, the, the mask parties or the eyes wide shut. Oh, the eyes wide shut parties. What they're all the spirit cooking yes. and yes. Oh my god, eating like sacrificing babies. <laughs> well, Adele's getting canceled now. Oh, I found out because she likes to be a woman. That's yeah. the craziest one. She didn't say anything about anybody else. So I heard that that the at the audience, I didn't watch anything, of course. Like right. Because why would you? Yeah. Uh that they were all like cheering, but it was only later online. Yes, that's where it came from, of course. Right. But that's the thing. And that's what Rogan said, too. Because, you know, the guests are like, hey, how are you doing? He's like, look, you just stay offline. <laughs> He's like, because then, then you're in real life. You yeah. Know? Online is online. It's not oh, real. man, I don't know. It's real life. I mean, who's walking up to him on the street? Well, saying, no one, obviously. Saying anything that anybody says online. Nobody. That's true. There you go. Stay offline and you're not in the world. You're. You know, you take the metaverse goggles off, <laughs> but so you can't. Get some fresh air. You can't. Everybody has them on. Hey, but you take them off. That's, yeah, so I guess why, so. That's, why you're that's the only way to beat the game that's is not to safe. play. Unplug from the Matrix. Yeah, just stay with Morpheus and that ship for well, a while. And know? with someone and like him too. Later. The thing that I don't get is when celebrities freak out. Like you're already rich. What are you worried about? What's the problem? Who? Rogan? Anybody? Rogan, The Rock, Adele. Like, if they're any of them getting canceled, you guys are already rich. Like, what are you worried about? What are you gonna lose? Well, it's not about money at a certain point. I don't you know, know what that point is. It's it's the point of like, well, I can just literally end everything, not not have, do anything, and just live comfortably the rest of my life. Yeah. So now it's about reputation, and uh, stuff. like kings and president. They don't care about money. Yeah. They care about you know. That's what, true. What is it? The secrets or the currency of kings or something that's why trump's gonna tank his money running for president again and not win it's legacy but i think he can go out on top as as kind of as like the that's like the coming out of retirement you know jordan came back <laughs> to the wizards and just know? be horrible yeah like uh oh, no, just stay out yeah yeah i don't i don't I don't think it's going to happen. So CNN, uh, did you see uh, Russell Brand making fun of Brian Stelter? No. Oh, my gosh. You have to watch that. It's so funny. He was he's making fun. Because Brian Stelter's like, why are people listening to Joe Rogan? And not, oh, I heard you hear that. CNN. We have actual, We've got a room full of researchers. And, yeah. And they're just winging it. And, he, and Russell Brand just like mocks him and just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so funny. <laughs> it's really funny. 
and uh, <laughs> he's just making fun of him. And yeah, it, but that's this big scene. That's big question is like, like everyone's an idiot. You know, it's like the it's like the Simpsons thing where. Skinner's like, no, it's not me. It's the children who are wrong. <laughs> you know, it can't be me. That's true. Yeah, they're taking CNN or any of like the mainstream media is not taking any sort of self reflection. No, they're at all. Taking a look at themselves, like, hmm, why are people? Why are millions and millions of people watching <clears throat> one episode of Joe Rogan <laughs> and no one is watching our show? Well, you know, and like, they're they're not. They're just baffled. They're just because people are idiots. That's their that's their answer. Right. No, we're not doing anything wrong because in their mind they're an institution. It's not all of our misinformation. Yeah, they can't be wrong. <laughs> They're the it's news. So... <laughs> the news can't God be wrong. Complex, man. It's yeah, it just, really is. It's just like, we're the powerful. We're the, right. we're the smart ones. And they're all just idiots. Like, the whole world is idiots, except for me. And like, it's it's really that mentality. It's so weird to, like, like watch in real time. Just They're, they're all just, like, baffled. <laughs> well, all of them, all the news, any, any big establishment, anything is falling apart. Well, so... And that's that's why people watch Joe Rogan, not for Joe Rogan. I've said this before. Right. That no one watches Joe Rogan for for Joe Rogan. They watch it for the interesting guests that he has on. And Rogan is the perfect everyman who will ask all the same dumb questions I would. That because he, <laughs> he's not afraid of looking dumb. Right. You know what I mean? Like on any other news thing or something, they'll gloss over something, and even if the person doesn't understand it, they'll they won't say, "Hey, what's that?" or "What do you mean by that?" Because they don't want to seem like an idiot to the genius guest, mm. right? Joe Rogan don't care. He's like, what does that mean? Right. And it, explain that for everybody. Super obvious for something. Like, right. What is that? <laughs> you know, and then they'll explain it. And so, and that's perfect because a lot of people listening don't know what those things are. And so he just dumbs it down for everybody. Uh, and because people are dumb, but that's why we watch Joe Rogan because he'll ask the same dumb questions. We and he'll, he'll be willing to have to look something up live. Like yeah, it's a long Jamie, look that up. I'm not sure yeah. if it, look it up for me. Like you can tell he doesn't know. It, it works. Yeah. I think the beginning of his problem was when he had Alex Jones on. Yeah. He he let Alex Jones look like just a dude. Yeah. And that was a problem. Like <laughs> you needed to believe that he was an insane yeah. psychopath. Which I mean he is kind of insane, but also he's just like a big, loud, drunk Texan. Like he's that's just who he is. Who just continues to be right about a lot of things. <laughs> That's the most okay. frightening thing. <laughs> He's right. There is there you seen that video of him dancing and it's like all the things he's right yes, about. Yes, <laughs> and just list out. Well, he was on things. a he was on Tim Pool show too, and they had one of those like live on air where he was like, "You're all eating cloned beef," and it was like, "There's no way that's true." And they looked it up, and it's like, "Yeah, most beef has been cloned." It's like, "Oh my god, it's so weird." I mean, he'll just like, I think it's his ability to just retain any little bit of yes, information. Yes, that's what it is. That passes through everyone else, you know. And it just and sticks. He's, he's like, got oh, that net. Return the Frogs game. <laughs> Which was true. Yeah. The microplastics. It's and a real the, thing. The chimeras and like all the weird little things that are on real news. Associated <laughs> Press in New York Times. Yeah, and he just remembers like, it. What the? What is he's, that? The problem is that he's been wrong about big things. Yeah. That's the, that's the problem. Yeah. But I mean, well, that's all it takes. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, one big event, and yeah. but you know, you swing at every pitch, you're gonna strike out a couple of times. What I'm waiting for is someone to ask Rogan why he took over 100 episodes off mm. of his podcast, because that's something I saw too of people saying of like Michael Malice and Gad, yes, Gad said like Lex hey, Friedman had one. My, why did you take my episode with off? nothing there questionable? Was, yeah, it was. Yeah, that's a that needs to be answered because apparently it was his choice. Yeah. Spotify well, going in against him. I feel like that's what Spotify might be saying. 
<laughs> it was it was like, Joe's we, call. We agreed with his decision to remove right episodes or whatever these two episodes. The rest of them were <laughs> maybe it was really like Joe. It would be really helpful if you could take these down for us. Yeah, and we'll agree. Right, <laughs> we'll agree. <laughs> well, if I, you want to, we'll agree to do that. Kyle, Kyle Kalinsky, I think it was, had his episode yeah. taken down. And he oh, was saying Saudi it was because Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. which that that, I, that makes sense. And that's so dirty because Saudi Arabia is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a problem. If that's happening, then that is Joe. I mean, we've been doing that with China bit. forever. The I money know, thing. Joe doesn't do that. You know what I mean? I mean, now he does because he's part yeah, of the corporation. I know. And so that's, that's, that, that has to be answered. That, that, I've, I've yet to hear that be asked and answered. Um, what would he say? What can you say? If, that's, if it's for I that. Know, I really don't know. What can you say? He's aware of it. Yeah. Apparently, it's his choice. So it's mm. like, hey, dude, why are you taking episodes off if you're not – Gonna self censor or whatever, and I would respect it if he just came out and said, "Look, Spotify is trying to make money. What do you want me to do?" Well, now that's a disagreement with Spotify then because they're saying it was his choice. Yeah. Okay, that's a other question. Yeah. I don't know. That's that that that'd be interesting to to hear about that. But anyway, I, I was like, these these fools got me back on social media looking at <laughs> following this new stuff, and Lauren was like, you're still, you, "Why are you talking about?" That? We'd be at dinner, and I'm just like. They can't take him off the air. You just do it over it. You obsessed? What's going on? And and I and I it was I was getting a little carried away, but I think it, it it's important because the there's voices and opinions and a, a free speech situations where he's kind of the last yes platform that will be heard by everyone. Mm-hmm. Look, Ben Shapiro's got a podcast. You know, Michael Malice, they all have a podcast, mm-hmm. but they're not listened to like Joe's. No, so at they, all. So they go on to Joe Rogan and everyone will hear it. Well, because so like, I listen to Ben Shapiro and I'm like, man, a lot of people need to hear this. But, but nobody yeah, will. But conservatives do. I won't even listen to Ben Shapiro. people do. You know, all the people who subscribe, you know, I don't subscribe, but like, though, you know, the Daily the, Wire. The fans right, will hear it. You right, know right, what right. I mean? But then he goes on Rogan. Now everyone hears it. It's like, yes, this is important because these are really good points that a lot of people need to hear. And the only place to hear it that will be allowed to go on is Rogan's podcast. Right. And so I think it's a huge, it's this, it's this huge thing that needs to keep existing, basically, just for all the for, for the sake of rational thinking. I mean, on, on a big scale, there'll right. always be rational thinking. Right. 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 We're always, but gonna, it's, we're, it, look, we're always gonna have a podcast, right? Us, you know? there's but it's, all, there's always gonna be time and place, <laughs> you know, for for reason and for thinking and for clarity and for truth. But uh, there's it's the mass scale, audience, the right. mass scale. That's the he's got on a, a major giant, platform. He's got a giant platform, and that's and he's he's willing to have rational people thinking oh my, and irrational crazy people too, right? Which is Com- good. Those are great people. I completely horribly disagree <laughs> with. You know what I mean? But that's it's the only last kind of place that that exists like that and needs to continue existing, basically. Like that. that used to be talk. I mean, talk shows used to do that. I remember there was an yeah. episode of Leno that had Tucker Carlson and George Carlin on the same episode, and it was <laughs> but nuts. Then, it's like but it was a minute. Yeah, you know what I mean, it, yeah, it, that's true. Even then, it's like, but that okay. was like the best you could get. Like right. talk radio was dead, and it was very niche. Like if you listen yeah, to Rush Limbaugh, right. you weren't getting alternate opinions or anything. Right. You're just getting Rush or whatever. Yeah. But Rogan's taking everybody. Yeah. And I mean, if, who's after him? Because he's fifty, what, fifty four? Something like that. What's he gonna do? He's not gonna do this forever. He'll do it as long as he can. I think. I mean, it could be a you know, a, a, 
They'll get us through the <laughs> craziness. But yeah, someone's gonna have to either pick up the tour or things or the the, the winds are just gonna have to shift. I yeah, I think, I, I think what's gonna happen is the 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 wokesters are gonna roll off the edge, mm. and so and everyone with a brain is gonna just be still. Standing. I feel like they already okay, kind of so have. Let's get back to real life. You really? I I, 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 don't I think, think so. they have yet. I think I think they will, but I don't know. I feel like the trans issue is going to be the tipping point. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where that's where if, if the government shifts right to you know, red, well, uh, the red uh, waves coming. It's not even the government. It's just people finding out what they're actually talking about, like well, the school board stuff and all that. Like, well, when, well, the government's what gives that stuff teeth. Right. Yeah. Right. So, right. like, uh, you know, the CBS is not going to take my kids away because, uh, you know. I won't let them be trans. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Unless the government is also they decide. insane. Right. And like, you'll take your kids away from you for those reasons and stuff. So that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's always going to be insane people out there having these views. But as long as they don't have the guns in jails, too. Hmm. <laughs> that's yeah, what I'm worried that's, about. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> keep, the, keep the military and the police out of their hands, please. God, can you imagine? <laughs> There's nothing scarier than like a woke you can, military. You can see it. It's California. Yeah, it's burning to the ground. Yeah, that's what people are fleeing. Yes, that's what happens when you give. I asked. Uh, we had some families move here from California, and I asked them, like, you know, what's what's the problem? Like, why is California so trash? And they were saying they lived a little further south than LA County, so they were like in Orange County, basically. So uh, Huntington Beach and all that, Newport yeah. and all that, and they said that's all great there's no problems there the problem is that la county is so big and so liberal that it just overwhelms yeah the rest of the state and you just can't know, get to that's, what, that's what i've heard about california is that like it's it's like you know san francisco san, Diego, san francisco la and kentucky <laughs> like you, get, you go you, you get far enough and it's like farmland that's true because like it goes so far north and stuff and they're like we hate this <laughs> it's like not california anymore. well they were talking about breaking it off for a little while the Northern California, like, yeah, no, 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 no. Like the upper, upper portion wanted to be its own state. Like they were going to, they had a, a name. I forget the name they were trying to give it, but they wanted to break it oh, off. Really? Yeah. Make it remember a state. The Cal exit thing? Yeah. I do remember that. So the, the funny thing about that, about Cal exit was after <clears throat> Trump got elected, California was like, we want to break off. Or like they were talking about that and they were like, well, how, how would we, how right. could we, you know, and could we be our own like little country kind of thing and just kind of entertaining the idea. Well, so a lot of people started researching it, right? Started Googling it, started looking up Cal Exit, you know, secession, mm-hmm. these kinds of things. Well, apparently, like back in 2010 or 11 or something, a long time ago, or 2014, a long time ago, there was this guy who was pushing for a Cal Exit, like a big secession, California. No one was listening to him because it was... Because it's crazy. Yeah, because it was 2013 <laughs> or something. And so I was like, everything's fine. But he like laid out how to do it what, how it would work, wow. how the economy, all the stuff. He did all this research and stuff, and no one listened to him. No one gave him the time of day. <laughs> and so he moved to Russia. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, like, moved to Moscow or something, and he's been living there ever since. And now, in 2016, when Trump got elected, all these people started, like, wanting to give him that time of day. And then he's like, where are we all 10 years ago? <laughs> I was trying to do this. Freezing my ass off in <laughs> Moscow. Yeah. And but then, but then that was bad too because all the information led to him and he's in Russia. Well, that's when Russia was, you know, right, the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh crap, now we can't, you know, 
the head guru that's great exit is in russia now. oh my god so it kind of thwarted that whole thing i don't believe in anything enough to move to moscow yeah no. it sounded miserable yeah it does Pretty rough. They, they were pointing out, Tim Pool was pointing out that West Virginia split off of Virginia because of the Confederacy. Like West Virginia was like, we don't want to be Confederate. So they split off and joined the Union. And then West when, Virginia? yeah. And then when we reunionized, they just stayed a state. They just never put it back together. <laughs> so that's why we have a West Virginia. Like a temporary. Yeah. It was like a temporary measure that just never got taken off. Yeah. Well, our other timely topic that leads into our topic of the day is mouse. Banned, allegedly, supposedly. The comic book by Art Spiegelman. 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 I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, won the Pulitzer Prize uh, for literature, and uh, it's basically his father's story. His uh, Art Spiegelman's father was a survivor of the Holocaust. And so he wrote his father's biography in the form of a comic book, uh, and where the Jews are mice and the and the Nazis are cats, and it's really uh, interesting, interesting story. Just it goes real into detail everything of how his father uh, survived and how the all everything they went through in the hall in the concentration camps and everything as well as their time now right he was writing what in the 90s Mm -hmm. i maybe Uh, before that yeah so it's it's kind of like flashback and then to the present with his dad now and how his dad lives in the united states now with him and just all that kind of dynamic and him learning about his father's story of, of being a survivor uh really great i mean it's it's a i think really important you know in the whole holocaust stories um, and just even in, in world history, it's really good. But yeah, it's being banned. <laughs> so Not good anymore. If someone said a book was banned from a school, what what would you think that looked like? Um, I would think that it's got some sort of terrible, like reprehensible material. Yeah, you know, super violent or pornographic. Or something just kind of over the line of like, we can't have kids just looking at this. Right. We're just kind of seeing this or whatever. And that was kind of what they decided with the book. Uh, the reason it got pulled from the curriculum, apparently at that that level, was nudity and uh, language. Right. Those were the issues. So it, it wasn't really banned, per se. It's just like, hey, we're not going to teach this in the classroom to these this age group. So it's not just being pulled from the school libraries. No, no, it's being just taken off the curriculum. Like, let's put something. But more... still in the library. Right, you I could mean, bring you it. Could go to the right, library. you could go get it. Like, if you show up with it, you're not getting detention. It's not that that kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. Kind of, like, <laughs> all over. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, depends on the kid. <laughs> it's a kid wearing all black. He's got the trench coat. Yeah, like, keep an eye on him. Like, Ooh, okay. Um, Nail polish. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, so that's interesting. I, I was kind of learning a little bit more about how books are banned. Apparently, mm. it's got to go through the libraries first, and mm. a librarian can kind of yay or nay it, like a, like something. But people, it's <laughs> a lot of power for a librarian. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's usually like a petition or usually something going on right, in right, the library, right. and then the citizens will like say, "Hey, we want this book banned," and the librarian or librarians or something at that level have something to say of like okay we will hear this out or like hmm. you know whatever or they could just say no right and then i don't know if it, it even actually escalates from there so it's got to be like hmm. a librarian to say okay for it to even get to like 
the courts or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of city courts. I don't know what schools, but that's I was super the schools the same thing as public, you know, public schools at least. Right. Um, is sort of the same thing. The librarians are sort of the gatekeepers on getting <laughs> that ball rolling, which is very interesting. Because and, and usually they're like, no, everything's okay. You know, unless it is like pornographic. Well, it is like Tennessee, that. so it's a different Oh, is that where yeah, it was in Tennessee. Yeah. So different ideas, different yeah. mentality. But I mean, the first time I read Mouse was from the public library, not the that's where I found it for the first time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the first time I read it. I think it was in college. I was I was probably in high school. You just has a really good uh, comic book mm. section in their library. Like Our Lady of the Lake does too, actually. Really? They have, yeah, they have a pretty good comic book section. A lot of good comics and a lot of books about comics. I wrote most of my paper on comics <laughs> in whatever class I was and in. And graduated. That's <laughs> <laughs> scary part. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting, man. I don't know. I was thinking about this having kids. Yeah. Like the difference between giving it to them and then finding it and how old is it before I'm like, you're not ready for that yet, or this yeah. is okay for you to read. How, Especially how old would you give? Oh. How old would you let them watch Schindler's List? Because I saw that. Ooh, that's a good I, question. I watched Schindler's List as a kid. Like, like 10. 10? Okay. Probably about 9 or 10 because it was on TV. They put it on NBC, unedited. <laughs> unedited, really? Wow. Yes. Because it was like, important. Yeah, it's history. It was a big deal Like when that movie came out. And yeah, it was, that's how it's it. And they did the disclaimers on mm-hmm. it. Like, hey, this is some you know, adult, mm. you know, mature audiences only kind of thing. But they played it. They did the whole wow. thing. And I, I watched it there. And then I watched it again, like just as a movie, like a videotape or whatever. But yeah, I was young, and I remember that like really freaking me out. <laughs> and, like, and I didn't understand the whole black and white thing. Right, right. So this is an old movie. This movie was made not too long ago. And then like the little girl in the red red mm-hmm. coat and stuff. And so I didn't understand like so they did have color, but they're not. <laughs> I didn't understand, <laughs> but it freaked me out. It scared me. It was very like, whoa, this mm-hmm. is an insane mm-hmm. movie. Like this is serious. But I knew the whole time this is history. Right, I, right, right. I knew like this really happened. Mm-hmm. I think my parents kind of explained to me, like, hey, this is this something really happened. This is World War II. This is the Holocaust. This is what this is. And I was, like, 9 or 10. Wow. So, I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I, do you feel like it affected you negatively in any way? No. Right? Not really. I feel like kids are more resilient than we think they are. Well, the insane wokesters certainly do. Because they'll tell them, they'll tell your kids anything. Yeah, that's that, true. And so I think when it comes to stuff like this, we're like exposing our kids to truth, mm. even kind of hard truth about death or or well, any kind of worldviews that are out there. It's like one of my biggest goals in life as as a parent to not have my kids be shocked by a worldview. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't want my kid to go to college or have some friends. Or go anywhere or see meet anyone and be like, what, do people believe that? Mm. I want them to know, hey, people are out there who believe this. And it's wrong. Or mm. it's misunderstood. Right. Or whatever. And like, here's the, we got to teach our kids how to think about stuff. Because I think our generation, it was just, don't, don't. Yeah, very much. That. Don't yes. look at that. Don't, don't listen to that. Don't, you know, pay attention. It's like, almost, we're trying to make it not exist. Mm. That's impossible. You can't. They're going to be exposed to it. And the world and, and opposing worldviews are not going to beat around the bush right. about exposing your kid to that. They're going to tell them straight up explicitly 
whatever their worldview is. So we shouldn't beat around the bush either. We have to tell our kids the truth and expose them to worldviews uh, in a way that we can explain it to them in in the right way and not have not have the world shape that narrative and that explanation for them. I think that's important too. That idea of like explaining it to them, walking them through this stuff. Because when, I mean, when I found stuff like this, it really just was kind of just me figuring out, like I found it and I read it and there wasn't any kind of guidance or anything. It yeah. was just, this is what I found and I read it. Yeah. And it, it was that parents trying to keep stuff from you. Like they're not going to walk you through it if they don't want you to have it at all. Well, I think it should be, there a lot of things like this should be presented and parents should expose their kids to these things in the right framework. Right. Instead of just saying, don't look at that. Well, that makes the kid want to just do it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Don't just ban it. Don't just restrict it. And I mean, of course, there's some things. Uh, right, right, right. Of course. But <laughs> to other, in other things, of just like other religions, mm. like Islam, like, oh, no, don't. That's not <laughs> Don't Don't read that. It's like, right. I don't want my kid to read the Quran. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want them to be exposed to different worldviews and understand <clears throat> and measure them up to our biblical Christian worldview and see why it falls right see why it's wrong see why see point out the holes in it mm. you know and whatever it is whatever role of your you know thing that's out there and stuff because like the kids they'll you know audrey pretends to be pregnant all the time <laughs> i just mommy's like pregnant right they'll put it ball dolls in shirt and she's i'm pregnant <laughs> and so and then nolan will like i'm pregnant too and he'll like, <laughs> <"I'll> do it <laughs> and then you know it's like and then so we say oh no Boys can't get pregnant. Boys can't have babies. And then, but I don't just say that. I say, I also make sure to say too, but there are people who think they can, mm. but they're wrong. That's not possible for a boy. The boys and girls are different. Boy, girls can uh, have babies and boys can't. And that's it. But there are some, and I tell them, but there are some people who think that boys can have babies, but that's not right. That's not, that's silly, right? Yeah, that's it. But so I, it's not just one thing because I want them to know some people think right. you can, or <laughs> some people think there are, or that this is it can be this way, but it's not. Mm. And at this point, it's just kind of <clears throat> telling them that. Right. As they get older, I'll explain more in detail as they can pay attention. You know. Right. Right. Why these worldviews are wrong and incorrect and stuff, but for now, I think it's good and sufficient to tell them just no. But there are people who think so, but they're wrong. Right. And when you get old, I'll tell you how. You know, as you get older, I'll tell you little bit more high. and you're a couple years ahead of me with the boy too because gerard's starting to get to that point where he's starting to put together boys and girls moms and dads mm-hmm. different stuff parents children. like he's, he's just piecing it together like why are me and you boys and mommy's not and it's yeah. like well that's mommies or girls only girls are mommies yeah. and like he has a little brother now and he says well what's he gonna grow up to be i'm like well he's already a boy <laughs> he's gonna be he's like you and me he's gonna grow up to be a boy too yeah and just you know real weird questions like he <laughs> in his mind uh married couples are mommies and daddies yeah so he's like well, how come not all mommies and daddies have kids <laughs> It's like you're married. Where's your kid? Right. <laughs> just things like that. So I know eventually it's gonna get to the other point. It's like, well, I heard that this person said boys can be pregnant. Yeah. Well, we tell them that too. I'm like, because the kids will even say like, I'm gonna marry so and so, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Audrey's I say something. I'm gonna marry this girl. No. Uh-huh. Like, no. <laughs> girls marry boys and boys marry girls. And they're like, oh. And so, right. so now they're even saying like they'll say it, and then it's like, no, you can't marry her. You know. <laughs> And so they're just like they'll they'll say it now. So, but I think I mean that's you gotta explain that to them, right? right? And, and 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 guess what? They're fine. Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> I told Nolan he's a boy. 
It didn't freak out. He didn't have trauma. Yeah. You bigoted oppressor. <laughs> you don't let him live his feelings. For Christmas, we got Nolan a BB gun. And we got Audrey like a cooking set. And like, a, oh, we got her like a baby strap doll. Like, like a, the harness yeah. that you carry? <laughs> we got her a baby carrier. <laughs> and I mean, like oven mitts and like, you know, uh-huh. all these like, and we got Nolan a gun and like a, like a army man stuff. Like I'm leaning into these <laughs> hard, <laughs> reinforcing. <laughs> and guess what? They love it. I mean, well, they just gravitate that way. You can't yeah. help it. Like and it, then Audrey walks up in her little pink princess tutu dress too, and wanted to shoot the gun. Right, and they let her. Say, hey, there you go. Shoot <laughs> yeah, the gun. figure it out. We're all gonna shoot the. You know, it's like fine. It's like, but you're still a girl. You know that, right? Yeah, okay. Well, anyone who has this idea that like, well, boys don't gravitate towards aggression has never had a boy. Like they just they just are. You walk by them and they just hit you for no reason. Like why? Because you walk by. I don't and know. If they don't. It doesn't make them a woman. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Because because there, there's in that way in our fallen world there is a spectrum of masculinity and femininity. Yes. On in, on the sides and everything. And they'll point to that and say, "Well, see, there you go. Not all men are super tall and super mm-hmm. strong and super whatever. So there's a spectrum. So just look at reality. Look, there's a spectrum of there's all different kinds of men. There's all different kinds of women. So that means they don't really exist. Mm. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> and, and I think the Christians, oh, the only faithful answer a Christian should be pointing to is Genesis of saying, right. I've made them male and female. Mm. That's it. That's it. That's it. So, like, that, that is how, not XY chromosome, yes, that happens to be there, but in this fallen world and fallen creation of biology, fallen biology, there can be XX men. Right. Those can get a little mixed okay. up. Okay. <laughs> and so there, we have situations where we're not sure, so we can't always point to fallen biology right to to as the final line in the sand mm-hmm. well the final line in the sand for christians should be scripture mm. which which says i made the male and female right okay there you go that's how <laughs> i know how do you know there's two genders because of genesis so like that's it that's the christian's answer and and the, what people will do is point to race and and mm. say well that's a social construct too and because you know which to a certain extent i would agree right in the fact that it's ultimately meaningless yes Right. But again, God didn't create them black. Right. God didn't create right, them right. white. God didn't create them whatever color. You know, they don't mention race. In, right. In, in the creation of human beings, race is not mentioned at all. Okay. There you go. <laughs> kind of meaningless. It is. Just, we, we've, we've, we've made it mean something. <clears throat> right. That's why I think it is a social construct to some degree. Uh, not that there are different shades in, you know, of skin that does exist. We, we should recognize that as well in cultures and ethnicities and all different kinds of things. Um, but but we can let that one go and say, yeah, there's a spectrum. Yeah, there's whatever, because God didn't specifically explicitly say I made them this race or whatever. Right. You know, he just said I made them. Male. But he did say I made them male female. Mm. That's why you cannot put gender on a spectrum. Mm. That's the only reason I think. Uh, it's it's weird trying to navigate this because, like I said, I just found stuff on my own, and I was I was pretty well supervised. But my dad was kind of loose with like, well, you know, whatever. You, yeah. you want to, you want to. It's fine. Read that, look at that, watch that movie. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I, I my my mom really cared what I watched on TV. And stuff See, and mine did too. To. My mine did too. And listening to there was no leeway. <laughs> that was music. There was no slack. Yeah. But uh, I I think just because my dad was a comic book guy. I got a lot of slack because of that. Yeah. Because he was like, yeah, it's weird. There's weird stuff. You just have to roll. It's part of comics. And 
that's cool. I well, my parents were divorced, so I had like two versions mm. of. Well, you can watch this at dad. <laughs> not at mom's. That's so confusing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could say I could say uh, shut up at my mom's house, but not at my dad's house, <laughs> and I could say crap at my dad's house, but not my mom's house. It was like a weird. There was I had, so I don't remember. I had to watch my language. I don't know where I am right now. House I'm in. Yeah, and because some words are bad words here, and they're not bad words there. Yeah. Do you think anything should be banned as far as media? Any kind of book? Any kind of like? Where do you, where do you say this? This just shouldn't exist. We just shouldn't have this. Or is there anything? Well, every. Everything, every sort of thing, every type of thing can be redeemed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, even sex and, and those things can be redeemed. I don't know about in, in entertainment right? That, <laughs> that way, but like just the concept of sex mm-hmm. uh, is, 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 can be redeemed into a wholly good thing that God created. Uh, again, in our fallen world, all, everything, everything belongs to God, first of all. Trees, philosophy, everything that you can conceive of belongs to god and can be redeemed back to god Hmm. and and god created everything that exists and then in the fall it was all corrupted and and distorted basically we're still doing that i think we have a job of redeeming those things redeeming wisdom redeeming philosophy Hmm. redeeming marriage redeeming education redeeming business redeeming entertainment Hmm. so and so entertainment is kind of i don't know like I think we think of entertainment as like its own thing. And I don't know if that always was the case, even okay. even, even to just recently of like the idea of pop culture mm-hmm. and uh, just pure entertainment right, right. factor. You know, I'm trying to think of like old, old, old stuff hundreds of years ago that was considered like in the 18th century or 19th century, what was considered like just pure thrill entertainment, you know, Because I was like pulp magazine, like pulp stories didn't exist until yeah. the 30s, it was the 20s and 30s. Uh, in the 1800s, you kind of get penny dreadfuls in Europe. That's like the closest okay. thing, maybe. Right. And that was always seen as like lesser, <laughs> well, just pornographic, yeah, or just like <laughs> bad, right? You know what I mean? So that's what we just. Well, that's why they were on pulps because they were it was crap media. Like right. nobody cared about it. But you wouldn't call it. You wouldn't call that the entertainment <clears throat> industry, right? I think now that is the entertainment industry. Mm. I think. Like if the Puritans saw anything that we called entertainment, they'd be horrified <laughs> because it's just so. Not even just on a like. It's sexual, vapid. Not even just sexually explicit. Right, right, right. Revi- I mean, just like this is meaningless. Right. Why are you spending so much time hmm. on this on Star Wars? And it's like, well, because it's awesome. Like, <laughs> it's so meaningless. You know. That's true, but I mean, we live in, we live in a different world. Like, we don't have to work as hard as they did to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should. Ah, Are we know. surviving? If we're all just entertaining ourselves to death, I'm thriving. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not just surviving. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. We're very comfortable. You know, we're, we've got time to think up stupid stories and, right. and make millions of dollars off of them, right? <laughs> Entertainment. Uh, but I don't know, man. Like, I'm just trying to think of like what people, how people spent their time or free time or whatever, and. I don't, I think we've got our, our idea of, of entertainment 
as far as TV shows and books and movies and things like that, it's very um, different than, uh, I don't know, even just to like the 30s and 40s, going back that far. I think people just worked a lot. Yeah. And I mean, you had plays, you had vaudeville, yeah. you had, you know, silent film and stuff. But, but you didn't have... 10 hours a day no like, at all well, no that's what i'm saying that's what do. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah that's true like we just like we just watch we'd be entertained literally every hour of the day mm. that was wasn't even possible well it's this 50 60 years because ago. you can that's what i'm saying that's yeah. yeah we're just so like oversaturated i think with media and mm. entertainment and yeah i mean and so i think that just that whole idea in itself of like well yeah you can you know read a book and then for that chapter that day you're kind of into your escapism or whatever right right but right if you're just like vegging out on tv <laughs> for literally eight to ten hours a day mm. i mean that's not entertainment that's like a numbing you're trying to numb something you're trying to like just not be in the world anymore. that's true man that's really true and that that comes through with like the way people watch TV now, because I do it all the time, and I know it's just because I don't want to have silence or whatever, but just like the background noise yeah, TV. Yeah. Like, I'm not watching it really, but right. I need something on. I know. I do that with podcasts and yeah. like music and stuff, like just to kind of have it on. I'm just, I just need to, it's like, I can't just work in silence <laughs> or, just, or be in silence for any second. Like, if I'm doing the dishes or something, I'm popping my head. Right, exactly. In. I mean, why wouldn't you? Who wants to sit and be doing dishes? You know what I mean? I don't want to focus on that. I want to just like, not be there while I'm doing it. What'd you do before? <laughs> I don't know. Right? I can't remember we the old times. We don't have a whole lot of before. <laughs> That's true. That, you know, with me, there's always a stereo to turn yeah, on. Yeah, you always had a portable something. Yeah, if I'm cleaning the house, I could turn the stereo on, right. turn the radio on. I mean, that's our parents, too. Like, everybody yeah. could do something while they're working and listening. But you know what? Someone brought, made up a, brought up a good point about that with podcasts, specifically. If a lot of people listen to podcasts while they work. Because yeah. a lot of people's work is pretty mindless. Yes, a lot that's of true. people's work is pretty like, look, I don't have to be here mentally. Mm. I'm just kind of pushing paper or, you know, doing some, you know, driving a truck, checking boxes. Yeah, and so I, I can just kind of do both. It's not that hard. Um, it's not even really multitasking. It's right. just like I'm just gonna. But someone brought up like that is actually not very new. That that idea because how what it used to look like a hundred years ago is that families would be in the cornfields or, <laughs> you know, doing the crops or, or whatever. And the parents and the, or the older or the grandfather or whoever's older there would be telling the younger people stories or they'd be telling them about the family history. Or right, right, telling, right. Telling them about the war mm. or they'd be telling them something. And it's like, oh, that's a podcast. Like, you know. I could see that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. They're out, they're out cutting this stuff and they're out doing the work and they're like, we're going to talk. We're all here working, pretty mindless stuff still, manual labor stuff, whatever. Mm. And we're going to talk to each other, tell stories. We're going to impart wisdom. We're going to, you know, entertain each other or something or sing or something. Right. And so that's a podcast. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the same concept, right? But you know what the problem is? Nobody wants to talk to the people around them anymore because the people around us didn't do anything that interesting. But the people on the podcast did. Yeah, that's why the you want to do the podcast. Right. Well, back then they did do something interesting and they talked about it while they're you know, harvesting the grain or whatever with their children or grandchildren or whatever. So I, I was, I saw, someone brought that up and I thought that was very interesting, a very interesting point of why we like to do that specifically with podcasts. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it does. It almost feels like the, a good podcast. It feels like you're part of the conversation. Like I know you're you're not, but it almost feels like you're in the room with them. Oh yeah, you know, like well, yeah. I mean, I think those are the best podcast. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be on a podcast talking about a podcast, right? right now. <laughs> I hope that's this this show. I hope we can be very right conversational. Yeah, yeah. Those are my favorite podcasts mm-hmm. that are very just the people are, are being themselves, and that's that's I I I, I like uh, some podcasts that aren't that way. They're very scripted. They're very structured. Ooh, scripted ones are hard, man. It, the topic has to be really interesting. Yeah. Like some of the history ones I listen to are like that. And it's like, cool. I mean, I'm learning about King Tut. This is cool. Like that's, you know, it can be scripted. I don't have to hear them joke, you know, around and banter or whatever uh, for however long, whatever. And some of those like feels fake. Like some of the even like banter feels scripted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It feels like, hey, we're going to like. They have the NPR voice gonna, on. We're going to riff for a yeah. little while like, oh god scripted riffing Don't just be yourself that's fine <laughs> if you're if, if you're just however you are just be that way that's fine you can be yourself i don't you don't have to be maybe they can maybe they don't know how how do you know how to be yourself because you're so saturated in media and like the, the thing about podcasting that's interesting is anybody can do it yeah. it doesn't matter who you are anybody can buy a mic or not even just have a laptop and do it yeah. But there's people who have like media degrees, people who work for NPR or BuzzFeed or whatever. Yeah. They went to school for media. They work on presentation. They do all like they're there. This is how you talk when you're on. Right. Right. And they don't know how to yeah. switch that. I, I shot. I did something for the church that was like a promo thing that was going to go on social media uh-huh. for everyone. And so it was just like me talking in front of a camera like about Premi. And it was like the hardest thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so difficult because they're like. Okay, now say this, and it wasn't scripted. Right. There was, it was just kind of like these are the points. Like, yeah, right. it is the points. Just kind of say them. And I was saying it. It was so difficult. And they're like, "Okay, slow down because <laughs> you're talking too fast and stuff." And I'm like, "I talk fast. Like this. That's me. I'm being. I'm being fake. Right yes. Now. And I guess that's okay because you're just trying to relay information clearly. But I'm. This isn't how I talk. You know what I mean? They were yeah. trying to tell me like, "Okay, do this." Okay, you know, say it right slower. So, like, that's not how I talk. (laughs) We don't want you to be you. We want you to be the marketable you. Right. Yeah. Which I guess is a time and place for that. That's sales. That's sales. Like, have personality, but like the kind that makes people buy stuff. But why do people like normal stuff so much then? Because it's the only time that nobody's trying to sell them something. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We've never tried to sell anything. anything We have no products, but there's nothing to give. Yeah, but I don't know. I think some of the best salesmen too are just are very friendly and very like jokey or very just kind of relaxed. yeah. They're not so formal, you know. Like some of the best like salespeople, you get to talking on the phone or something, or get to come to your house. And yeah, like, but I think they've crafted that over years of like sales experience. So is it fake? Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, it's just it's amplified. That's the amplified. What what what's all this push for authenticity then? Uh, it's it's like <laughs> i mean people really want that but not they want it but not really like not actually yeah they want to feel off it's like uh buying organic groceries at heb yeah like it's it's not the farm but it's the next best thing because i don't have to actually go to the farm and grow stuff yeah well i mean they do there's practical reasons for that like produce at heb lasts longer than produce from walmart yeah well there you go i want, I want my <laughs> i want my tomato to be a tomato tweet. right but there's people who want it to be organic free range whatever you know fr- straight from the earth but also i want it packaged in plastic and at the grocery store so i don't have to go pick it <laughs> yeah that's that's what we want we want we want 
convenient authentic authenticity. That's what we want. Yeah. Well, I hope that's what we provide with this well, show. I don't know if it's convenient. I don't know if it's authentic, but it's, I don't know if it's convenient. I, I, I did that. You know that app, Grammarly? Yes. Yeah, I do remember that. I had that on my phone for a while, and I was using that. And I would, I would help, it would help me like with emails or texts or something. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking, this doesn't sound like me. Right. Because <laughs> it's correcting you. Right. But <laughs> I never say this. Right. You know, like if I'm texting this or sending an email, even for work, even for work if I was face to face with this person, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say this. Right. So why am I saying it on an email? Email feels a little more formal to yeah. me. Like when I'm going to sit down and write an email, it's very different than when I'm going to shoot a text. But even a text, it was like, it'll, yeah, it'll that's weird. That That's super weird. Like if you sent me a super grammatically correct text with punctuation, I'd be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And I put, I, I put the word like in there. You know why? Because I say like a lot sometimes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, okay, that's then just say it. If that's how you talk, then just I've had uh, I used to have coworkers who would tell me that they'd be like, Why do you text how you talk? I was like, Well, how are you supposed to text? What other way do you Yeah you text? That's what I would say. I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, do we so going back to like mouse and stuff, because we've talked about before with the Bible, right? Like the Bible's pretty graphic. Yeah. And we kind of, it, it bugs me when we, like, I get it, but when we have to, like, censor it for kids, you know? I don't think we have to, but we do. The tendency is to censor it for kids. I, right? saw, I saw this video, and they were ta- it was these guys, and they were, like, I think super lefty, and they were going up to, like, Trump supporters mm-hmm. and, like, people at rallies. I don't right. know what the rallies were for or anything. But Something. <laughs> it, it, was, it was around all this, like, book banning stuff. Okay. And he says... And they didn't know who he was. And he was like, hey, I've, I've, did you hear about this book that's in li- all libraries at school? <laughs> and it, in the book, it talks about a man who sleeps with his daughters and gets them both pregnant. These, and these two, they're two, they're two young girls, and they get their father drunk and they sleep with them and they get pregnant by him on purpose. Like and that's a book that's in public schools. Do you think a, a book like that should be in schools? And they're like, no, no way. That needs to be like that book's the Bible. And they're and then the, but their response is, oh no, 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 no. That's wrong. not fair. You're wrong. You you know what you're talking about. And it's like, oh my god. Like oh, it's it's so insane. What's like, crazy is in the second half of the book, that guy gets called righteous. That's the part that'll blow your mind. Yeah, like throughout a lot of stuff like that. Oh yeah, but people just don't even know about it. Like conservative, so-called <clears throat> Christian right. people, evangelicals, they're like, oh no, no, you're you're lying. That's you're you're mistaken. You're wrong. It's like, oh my god, you've never opened it. You've never read the book. You've never seen it. And yeah, but it's like, should that be banned? No, no. The obviously, Bible? yeah, no. you can't ban the Bible. <laughs> but it's got some gnarly stuff in there, right? And not gnarly to where like it doesn't pull punches either. Like it's not, it's not sugarcoating it or giving yeah. you like, you know, know, workarounds. It just says it. It's like this happened, and that was the thing. And but that's also historical, and I think that gets to the Holocaust stuff too. Like yeah. you can't censor the Holocaust, right? You have to just like this is what happened. Like but we if can't, someone wrote a wrote a story like, like a sci-fi that was just all of that, like all they did these horrible things to people. Even the Bible, some of the stories in the Bible mm. that like, oh, you know, if, if some modern book or something that had the same exact sort of content mm. are you could we let their ki- our kids read that uh, there's a uh, the difference i think is that it's this didn't actually happen you're inventing this depravity 
yourself and putting it on a page. Like it's almost like you're reveling in the in the right. You know what I mean? So I've thought about this a lot before too, uh, as far as books uh, and movies and stuff, and explicit content and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a difference between expression and indulgence. Mm, okay. Right. So you can express something like violence or right. a rape or something or just some real crazy stuff mm-hmm. without indulging in it. Right. And it, it's but it's hard to know where that line is mm. as far as, um, you know, like, okay, you can show this mm. because it's a war movie. Right. Right. But then it's like, you know, Tarantino made a war movie. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> is that indulgent? Like, Sam Private Ryan versus Inglorious Bastards. Right. Like, okay, now you're going from expression mm-hmm. of like these real, honest, true things of real life, of real humanity and morality mm. and mortality and all these things uh, on the beaches of Normandy. And stuff. Right. And then, you know, you've got like <laughs> indulging in Hitler like, getting gunned yeah, in the face with just the- <laughs> like a machine gun to Hitler's face. Well, I, I thought about that when I was watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> When uh, spoilers, when they break into the house and and Brad Pitt slamming her face into the mantle, it's like at the end of the movie he forgot. It's like, oh yeah, this is a Tarantino movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I gotta have some. Doesn't been any blood yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So like, I would say that's indulging, mm-hmm. you know. And and, and and can it have a point? Yeah, I think it can. I'm, you know, but you're still kind of indulging. You could have expressed yes. this differently. Right, you know, and I think there's a, I think I would say mo- the majority of our entertainment is that mm. right, is indulgent in those types of things because That's true. if it bleeds, it leads, right? Right, you know, sex sells. Mm. We know all these kind of things, so we're just gonna indulge in those things to get the money and it's a business. You're trying to make money, and okay, there you go. So, but you could have expressed this in a different way, right? And I think with his movies, specifically the later ones, not so much the early ones, because the early ones weren't as indulgent as the later ones. I, I don't think they were pretty gnarly. Like they were, like, but Reservoir Dogs. Like, what, what's interesting about that is like in the cop torture scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he cuts his ear off, they don't show it. No, they, they pull pan, away. They, they pull away and pan off. I, I think it was for practical effect reasons. Like, yeah, I can see it, that. Yeah, make it look real. <laughs> They're like, it's gonna look stupid if you actually see the knife. And so he pans away, and then you hear the screaming and stuff. Right. And your imagination fills in the gaps. Mm. And it's like worse than anything they could actually show. But I mean, even in Pulp Fiction, when Travolta gets gunned down, it's yeah. not that bad. Like it, it, he's dead and there's blood, but it's not like Hitler yeah. getting you know. It's pretty western. Uh, western yes, cowboy. Movie. Yes, yes. Yes. Pat Oswalt used to have a joke about that. That uh, his wife he couldn't watch old westerns with him, and he's like, it's just old guys going. Ugh. <laughs> But then he'd come home and she'd be watching Investigation Discovery and they're talking about oh, dismembering corpses. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's so, yeah, it's the difference between like I was watching The Mandalorian and there's a part where like the, those these two characters fall off the cliff and they they die. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't show them hitting right, the ground. Right, right, right. But you know they fall off the right. cliff and die. And they die. You know what I mean? You express that that scene, mm-hmm. that that what happened. But you didn't have to show them splattering, you know what I mean? And so, like, and that's the difference, I think, between expression and indulgence. And mm. when something gets too indulgent like that, and you're just not, there's too much muck to 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 wade right. through, and it's not worth the message or the point or the you know elements that you're trying, to, trying principles that you're trying to see of truth or whatever that, mm. that are that, that come through it. You know, and that's where it gets like, what are we doing? What, what, but that's why I get with horror people, like people who are yeah. super into horror. It's like. This is a little questionable. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. And, and again, sometimes those can have interesting things to say, like the right. Freddy Krueger movies. Mm. Like, okay, there's a serial killer that can only kill you if you fall asleep. Whoa, that's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. So, because then it's like, well, you have to sleep, right? You know, Eventually, you, he'll you get go you into this dream world, and well, then is it real? Mm-hmm. Is he real? Mm-hmm. Or is it all in your head? Or you know, some interesting things there, but they ruin it with right. just like that's the point at the point. end. That's the point is the slashing. <laughs> so they can have interesting concepts, but the the point is it's not worth wading through all the mm-hmm. the, the swamp for that. With Tarantino, I, the what I was trying to say about the, the movies is that the later movies are revenge movies. Like the the Inglorious Bastards is a Nazi revenge movie. Like Hitler gets killed because he didn't get killed in in real life. It didn't happen that way. So that's yeah. what happens. In uh, Django, he blows up the plantation because that's not what happened. So this is how you get revenge. Right. And in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's the most like not the most. Maybe the Inglorious Bastards is the most divergent. Yeah. But the whole Manson family murders are horrible. Yeah. And here it's like we're gonna fix history. Kill Bill. I mean, Kill Bill's the biggest. Yeah, but that's not – it's revenge to something that didn't really happen. That's what I mean. Correct? Oh, Tarantino's like yeah, – yeah, like he can get a he can get a pass on the indulgence because like, well, these were horrible people. They did oh, horrible yeah. things in history. Yeah. You can you can machine gun Hitler. Yes. <laughs> no one's going to be upset. Yeah. If they are, you're a bad guy. Right. You're, you're the one who's wrong. you're protesting that? Yes. Oh. When Django not? blows up the house, everybody cheers. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. That's – yeah, so that's that's kind of where I land is like difference between expression and indulgence. Mm. And as I get older, I that that line shifts further away from indulgence. I can see that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting thinking about books though, banned books, mm. because I see some of the banned books and I'm like, why in the world was this banned? Right. You know, like To Kill a Mockingbird uh-huh. was banned. You know, it's like what or Fahrenheit 451. It's like. What? Why? There's nothing bad, but Fahrenheit, yeah. Fahrenheit 451 is <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, well, it's like okay, but on the nose, you know, or uh, Catcher in the Rye, right? You know, and it has the F word in it, which for like 1950 something was like, <laughs> whoa, okay, you know. But I think I think it's used very well. I mm-hmm. think there's a time and place for F words, right? The time and place podcast is not that <laughs> right. We're not going to indulge usually, usually, occasionally, yeah, it'll slip out. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. I think it's more political reasons mm. and more like, uh, yeah, just political. We don't like this ideology. So we're going to ban it or something or race, you know, with a lot of those things. So it's not necessarily just explicit sexually or violent explicit stuff. It could be just political or ideological as well. I can that, see that. That, be, that books can be banned. And that changes with time too. Like now, like you said, like, why would you ban this? It's not even that egregious. Yeah. But I think language is another thing like that because that's that's a thing that comes up like you know how can christians cuss is that a thing what is cussing how do you yeah. it's intent i guess i don't know that's everything yeah is lying a sin well, well sometimes i mean are you lying to <laughs> nazis to hide you right. who are you lying to and why no yeah but if you're lying you know so yeah it's there's it's all in context like context is key to everything well context is dead yeah, in modern society, nuance. That's what. Yeah, nuance is gone. Martin Norris, nuance is the new N word. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, speaking of banned books, yeah, banned books from the Bible. You just read up on that. Yeah, so I just read uh, the Heresy of Orthodoxy by uh, Andreas J. Kostenberger. I hope I said that right. <laughs> Pretty sure it's a dude. Uh, and Michael J. Kruger. Mm. So Kruger is why I read this book. This is the third book I've read of his. Really, really great resource for Christian history, church history, 
and biblical uh, textual criticism and, and history. Usually a lot of that stuff's Catholic uh, right. uh, church history and Christian history, but uh, he's, this, he's a reformed guy, takes a really good faithful biblical look at uh, Christian history and biblical textual criticism and stuff. And uh, it's just really good. Uh, there was one section that really, really stood out to me that kind of sums up the whole book. Cause he goes, he goes through Canon and how we got the Bible and what people have in their head about the biblical canon is that there was a council that a long time ago in the fourth century where they just threw a book out, right? You know, Deuteronomy, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, nay. Oh, and a bunch of old bearded men like raised their hand or voted on which books or should be in the Bible, which book should not be in the Bible, and it was settled and they decided, and it's just because of that, that church council that. We have a Bible. Right. That couldn't be further from <laughs> the actual historical truth. Uh, so, and so it's, it's, it's a lot more, not necessarily even complicated than that. So this mm. book uh, takes a look at the uh, Bauer thesis. So there was this guy named Walter Bauer who created this thesis basically saying, uh, we didn't have it was the, the, the diversity of Christianities mm -hmm. in early Christianity, and Bart Ehrman kind of picked up the the torch for this and, and carried right. it on too. Uh, but it's the Bauer thesis, which is basically there were so many Christianities, and everyone disagreed with each other at the very beginning of Christianity, and it's only by uh, accidental sort of coincidental circumstances huh. that we have the Christianity that we have today, okay. that we have the canon that we have today. It, it was, there was all these different theories. All these, these are just the ones that survived. Right. This These doctrines won out <clears throat> over the, these other doctrines, and that's why you believe in the Trinity, mm. or that's why you believe Jesus was God, or that's why, because of history and all these. It's um, it, So it says, uh, the, so the subtitle is, How Contemporary Culture's Fascination with Diversity has reshaped our understanding of early Christianity. Hmm. So basically, like, it's better to be diverse right now and to see things from all angles. And that's, like, the better way to look at it, which, again, is just one worldview. It's just one view. You're still being exclusive. Right. Because if you don't see diversity as the only way to look <laughs> at it, then you're wrong. Right. Okay, you're just as exclusive as I am now. Then. So, but that's what the Bauer thesis is, basically. And he's taking it, taking it that, you know, that, that, and that was kind of like, the laid the groundwork for all biblical textual criticism mm. since then. And it was like, I can't remember when, um, when that, when that was, but it was like in 1934. And then so okay. about so English translation of Bowers volume in 1971. So it was like early 20th century that this like all kind of came to be like the Bauer thesis. And that was kind of laid the groundwork for all historical mm -hmm. looking at the Bible and everything. So he points out a lot of holes in the Bauer thesis and like, let's take a look at this research and how he huh. put this together. And he does. And it's, uh, it's terrible. He doesn't even, <laughs> first of all, he doesn't use the Bible okay. as, as historical record or as a historical mm. look at it. Even though he, we, we know historically that a guy named Paul wrote this, right. a guy named Luke wrote that, you know, we know these things, but he doesn't use them. Mm. Like, well, why not? So why are you, you know, why, why aren't you using these earliest manuscripts and these early writings that you can find, which is the Bible, right. and as any sort of indication of what people believed? He doesn't use that as like, oh, there was an orthodoxy. It's like, 
Well, then, well, yeah, if you're going to wait until the Gnostics started writing, right. <laughs> you know, in, in, the, in 150 AD, then, yeah, you're going to see, like, a lot of different heresies and stuff pop up. Mm. And even in the Bible, we, we see heresies popping up, right? Right. And uh, saying, like, if anybody brings another gospel. Right. And, you know, so because... If anyone were, denies the son coming in the flesh. Right, the Judaizers. Right. I mean, there was, like, all things already popping up at that time. But, it, but they knew it was heresy because they had an orthodoxy right, right. already. And so he kind of points to that. He points to the apostles. He points to hmm. uh, their authority, having walked with Christ, um, and not the, the Gnostic gospels that came later. That mean nothing. So, like a lot of a lot of this comes from like the Gospel of Thomas uh, or the Gospel of Mary that come up later. Right, right. And uh, we found we made a discovery. All these missing <laughs> books of the Bible, you know, that weren't that were just for political reasons weren't put in the Bible and they could be, they're just as authentic and just as legitimate as, as you know, Paul's works and everything else. No, they're not. I mean, for, <laughs> and, and, the, and, and one of the biggest reasons is history. So all, everything up to revelation was written before 90 AD. Right. We know that. Right. Now, there's some spe speculation on revelation in the last book, 60, 80s, you know, 90, 70 something. Yeah. yeah. We, we don't know, but we know it's at least 90. Right. We know it's at least first century. Nothing was written after that. Right. And then nothing really was written like that or, or discovered to have been written till as early as 150 AD. So mm. Christ died in one, uh, 33 AD. And the last book is uh, 30, uh, like 90 AD, 60, maybe 60, 60 AD. Years, maybe. So you're looking at 30 or 60 years after that the Bible's done. Right. That's not a long time especially considering every other ancient work of antiquity that we have uh -huh. is hundreds of years afterwards. The first word about Alexander is written like 500 years after he died. The first word that's ever written about him is hundreds and hundreds of years later. No one doubts the authentic <laughs> authenticity of a lot of those things. Right. I mean, there's some do that just want to stir the boat and get a paper. <laughs> they, they will. Oh, we don't know. And there's like stuff about Homer, like, well, Homer wasn't a real person. Right. Right. You know, there's like, so there's, there's stuff. We don't know who out. wrote Shakespeare. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's always, <laughs> there's always those things that come up, but you know, I, I, everything else is written hundreds and hundreds of years after the person has died. This is in their lifetime. Mm. Uh, things are, are already being written and people who are eyewitnesses who were there, who walked with him, wrote things down and, that I mean, so that's what we that we have in scripture. But I wanted to read this one section because it kind of sums everything up, especially when it comes to canon and how we got the books of the Bible. So and so what and so what he does too, he puts everything in the context of a covenant. Mm. And, he, and he's saying that look, they had the old testament, and Paul pointed to the old testament as prophesying and pointing to Jesus Christ. So when that Christ comes wouldn't they have written about it like that? Mm. It makes sense that they right. would have written things down because that's another thing too is all oh, oral tradition and, Oh, they didn't want to write anything down. They were illiterate. They weren't, you know, whatever. And he blows, he, he kind of dispels a lot of those <laughs> myths too about them being super illiterate right. about, no, they were a bookish people. Yes. They had, well, first of all, a lot of them were Jews. Right. And read. The <laughs> that blows my mind. That idea that they would call them illiterate Jews. knowing they're Jewish. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they had they, <laughs> if they could read anything, it was scripture. Right. Right. The Old Testament, because they had that. And Paul points in in Kruger points to like a, a a through line from the Old Testament to the New Testament with a canon, and he specifically ties it back to covenant and God working and redeeming His people and then writing it down. Mm. There's a pattern of that throughout, and so he's saying the old, the New Testament picks up that same pattern that the Old Testament laid down when Moses 
uh, brought the people out, he, what's the first thing he did? They wrote something down. They wrote down the law. Okay, when Christ redeems his people, what do they do? First thing, mm-hmm. they, they would write it down. They would write down that, that story, that gospel. So he says, um, uh, so just as covenant documents were delivered to Israel after the deliverance from Egypt by Moses, so it would seem natural to early Christians that new covenant documents would be delivered to the church after deliverance from sin by the second Moses, Jesus Christ. If Israel received written covenant documents to attest to their deliverance from Egypt, how much more would the church expect to receive written covenant documents to attest to their deliverance through Christ? Thus, it is the dawning of God's long-awaited redemptive triumph in the person of Jesus that is the foundation for the giving of canonical documents and not later 4th century ecclesiastical politics. And man, like it, it, like that sums uh, sums up everything. It was like this comes from God's word. This is, and we've seen Him speak this same way in the Old Testament. Something nobody doubts about, hmm. like what 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 those books were, why they were written, and uh, if they were written, if they're legitimate. Do they speak right. about God? Do they speak about yes? They, that was that's not the it's the New Testament really that's contested of you know all this textual criticism and stuff. How do we know what we have is the canon how do we get the canon and stuff well he points he, he draws a natural through line from the old testament mm-hmm. in god's redemptive work of his people and written covenant documents right into the new testament with the new covenant and those new covenant documents and it's really cool i highly highly recommend uh michael j Kruger in any of his books he's got books about early christianity he's got books about the canon he's mm-hmm. got this one about the 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 myth of diversity of christianity <laughs> you know so really, really good resource. And it's not, you know, very accessible, not super academic, you know. It's not even that long. That's what's that what surprising I mean, about it's, it. It's really well written. It's really easy to read, really good to, to follow. And I highly, highly recommend it because I think that's something that Christians don't know enough, enough about. Mm, for sure. History. Yes. And how we got the Bible. Mm. I certainly don't. And this is my effort to right. learn more about <laughs> it because I want to know what, you know, I don't want to be caught by those stupid people on the street saying something about the bible i don't know about <laughs> you know well it's and, funny because you got two two myths about christian early christianity you have this one the diversity that there was just a million christianities mm-hmm. and the catholic claim that like no it's always been catholic we've always believed these dogmas forever <laughs> like well that's definitely not true <laughs> yeah well they, i mean catholics are kind of loosey-goosey with scripture anyway yeah it's, it's not super the final true. rule of right faith, you know right they say it is it's not no, it really is, and they'll say, "Well, you don't even have a Bible without the Catholic yes. Church." Yes. Oh, that's ah, uh, such an irritating claim. <laughs> I know. I mean, he, and he talks about that about how, like, you know, the community is built around the Word, not the Word out of the community. Mm. That's you know how it's always been done, and so there's the Word first, there's the Canon first, and there's borders written around, built around the Canon, sure, but it's not something that's created and voted on and right. decided. It's something that's discovered, mm, acknowledged, and, and acknowledged, right. and revealed. It's like okay, here it, it hits you. You don't hit it. You don't. We didn't fashion it. Mm. And so, um, yeah. Anyway, so really good, really good book. Highly recommend it. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I mean that that Nicaea myth is like yeah. a big one. That's that's a cult myth. That's a Mormon myth. That's a yeah. Council of Nicaea, Constantine. Well, it's, it's funny how, how how little people know about this. I listened to a podcast called Banned Books of the Bible. It was an episode they did, and they were talking about this, and they were like, yeah, we have to make a correction. We were talking about, uh, uh, I guess they have a previous episode about this. We, we, we were talking about it, and someone pointed out that uh, Nephi 
is <laughs> is, a, is a Mormon book of the Bible, and like and then in that the Mormons actually don't see that as part of the the Bible, but as a newer thing, right. a separate thing. It's like you didn't know that. <laughs> no, if you don't know that, why are you commenting on apocrypha in like lost books of the Bible and stuff? And you think like, the Book of Mormon <laughs> is like some but that, I mean, that's so, lost book of the Bible? That's so common. Like, pull any Christian and ask them to explain canon or apocrypha or yeah. what mormons read or any of that stuff this is why christians lose their faith in college yes because a bunch of professors like <laughs> who is funny because there's the bauer thesis that started this whole diversity of christianity thing carried on by bart ehrman who's a huge uh voice in mm. uh, uh criticism against right orthodox christianity he, he he's he believes teaches all these unreliable unreliability stuff. that was kruger's professor Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, That's was, crazy. He was like literally a student of Ehrman. Huh. And so it is like, all right, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that kind of launched his whole career huh. in this of, of textual criticism. So it's great. That's amazing. Yeah, he's speaking directly to – he knows – he's not strawmanning anything. Right. He knows. Sat through the class. He, he wrote the, the paper. <laughs> and so it was – That's fantastic. Was his, was one of his te- professors. So, yeah, so Kruger is a really great resource. And that's, you know, that's important because there is a lot of uh, – Internet atheists, and not even atheists, let's say internet Catholics too, who have that perspective, like, oh, it's a Catholic book without Catholicism, we wouldn't have that. And when you know the truth, those arguments are so easily broken down and dismissed, they, they don't have anything. Yeah. Like, they really don't. They, they're counting on your ignorance. Yeah. There was a, a person I talked to, and I don't want to name him because it's, I don't want to put him on blast, but uh, we were having a discussion. They became Catholic. They went from, uh, I, I don't know what their path was, Catholic to not Catholic to Catholic again. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about it, and I was like, well, what was the what was the trigger? What was the switch? And they were saying that a relative of them had asked them um, before the New Testament was put together, what was what Bible did people have? What was the authority? How did they know what was right and what was wrong? And they couldn't put an answer together. I don't know. What, what did they have before the Bible? And, you know, the 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 answer from this person was like, well, they had the church. Yeah. They had the authority of the church. And it's like, well, no, before the New Testament was put together, they had the Old Testament. Yeah. That was the scriptures that they're referencing in the yeah. New Testament over well, and over again. Well, humanity has never, ever been without the word of God. Yes. Whether it's from a burning bush <laughs> or straight from heaven mm. or a pillar in the, you know, right. the Holy of Holy. We've always had the word of God. Mm. We've always had God revealing himself to us and uh, through prophets, through anything. So we've never been without the word of God. Mm. Now we've got a nice leather bound Bible. That's that's good. But we've never, humanity has never been without uh, God's word speaking into his creation. Yeah, we really have to reframe the way we think about a lot of this stuff. It doesn't work. Uh, On that, to end this one, for next week, I want to talk about something else that we uh, have to kind of reframe the way we talk about, and that's baptism. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we want to talk about baptism because we've had a discussion off, off, before about the difference between um what is the word we used uh the difference between literal and allegorical and physical and spiritual and how those two things are not the same but they get used interchangeably yeah and they can cause problems and i think baptism is one of the areas where it causes problems because you have the uh magic water or nothing at all those are the two options that people take and i think it's somewhere in the middle but yeah we'll get to that next week anyways in the meantime thanks everybody who joined in watched uh like share tell your friends about this get people going uh let everybody get in on it because we enjoy 
interactions. If you disagree, we like that too. So please shoot us an email at timeandplacepod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll respond to those because that's awesome. Any kind of participation is appreciated. Until next week, this has been the time and the place. We will see you guys. Peace.